1: be back with you folks what an honor it is to have you come across uh have us come across your radios and and your broadcasts and we're just we're just honored And with me is my dear friend kevin again good morning kevin
2: good morning
1: how's life brother
2: uh it's doing pretty good it's uh it's a rainy but it's not in the 30s and rainy like it was earlier i'd rather have ice and snow than in the 30s and rain, I'll be honest with you.
1: I don't like that, man. I don't like, you know, we were in Wisconsin last week, so we came back, it was 10 degrees every day. The It got up a couple times into the 20s. I think it hit 30 once, but with the wind chill factor, every night it was like 10, 15 Ooh. below zero. It's just there's something not right about that. A lot of good people, you got to stay warm in that weather. I lived up in Fort Drum, New York, one of my favorite places on earth. And I got to tell you, Wisconsin reminds me an awful lot of Northern New York. And, uh, And boy, did I love it up there as well. But cold air, you got to be ready, brother. I brought my Alaska jacket, my double insulated gloves, my LL beam boots, my, uh, you know, Ralph Lauren scarf. Man, I was in the ready mode, brother. Uh, (laughs) You
2: do have to be ready. They had six and a half feet last week over a little bit to your west or east in Buffalo, New York. Yeah, Yeah, brother.
1: Hit Watertown, too, man. Watertown had six and a half feet as well. And we lived that, brother. I can remember driving down the road. Craziness. But hey, we find ourselves in the Bible today, so we're still on the 28th proverb, but we're making some good headway. We're moving through it. And we picked a word for today, which is, you know, it talks about in verse 19, uh, but he that had plenty of bread. But he that followeth after vain persons, so, you know, having these fantasies, having these thoughts of (laughs) I'm going to make a million dollars, shall have poverty enough. So I wanted to talk about being vain, having vanity, things of that nature. So we know literally the word vain means having or showing an excessively high opinion of oneself. You know, it's kind of like being arrogant. Narcissism uh, runs in this word. and uh, this is a word that we will be talking about when we're covering narcissism as we get there in a month or two and probably closer to a month it probably won't be long probably by the time we come out of christmas i, w- I would believe we're going to be heavy in the study in a, uh what a narcissist looks like in the bible we don't use the word narcissist in the bible but i'm here to tell you there's a hundred other ones in there that'll lead you to the same place uh there over to ecclesiastes one two vanity of vanity saith the preacher vanity of vanities all is vanity man when we're living this life it's short of god all his vanities it's all vanity it says it a second time in ecclesiastes over in job it says let him that is deceived trust in vanity for vanity shall be his recompense and so it, it, over and over again kevin we learn that arrogance we learn that having a, this excessive uh, belief in ourselves and being too proud of ourselves or thinking too much of ourselves leads us to this place where we're not godly leads us to this place where we're outside the will of god and in context you know these last few podcasts we've done brother have all dealt with these are people who aren't saved either these are people talking about in, in the state of the hebrew word uh, where they they haven't accepted the lord they're they're not part of the family and and you know what makes it even worse is when we're part of the family and uh, we're dealing in vanity now have you met people like that brother
2: Oh yes, sir. Yeah, I was just thinking the the term elevated opinion of oneself, the um, the the fact that people, you know, they they think if it's, <clears throat> and I mean I've been there. I had to mature, uh, hopefully past this. But if you know, sometimes you just start thinking your ideas are automatically su- going to work, going to be successful, and there's some people that are real good about, um, you know, selling vain vain ideas or empty ideas vanity means empty and vain means empty so the idea of you know i if i'm married to someone i'm, I'm so i'm i'm going to run straight to to trauma here and ptsd a little bit so um there are people that got involved in something and it it was very hurtful for them yeah so they that you know they threw in their hat with some idea and, you know, because they were committed to it, they lost your shirt, they might have lost their, their fortune, they might have lost their freedom. You know, it might have been a scam where they had to get involved in something that was illegal uh, or join some firm that was real shady. And anyway, you know, they get they finally get out of that if they get out of it. Some things you can't get out of alive like a gang. So if you're in that situation, you've fallen for some vain promise And, um, you know, in fact, these four verses 18 or 19, 20, 21, and 22 all cover the idea of get rich quick. So, you know, there's, there are, there are people that are just, they're set on bringing someone in and using them and causing them to, um, You know, they're going to take the heat for whatever bad idea they have. You know, they're going to be the fall guy if the thing fails. Miserable, miserable situation. But the other side there, verse 19, is he that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. So that's contrasted to following a vain person. So when I looked at that in verse 19, my thought, Brother Doug, was, you know, you, we can either go for some get-rich-quick scheme by some vain person with a, a slick idea, or we can focus on our own responsibility. And, you know, riches come in answer to work. That's just, you know, Dave Ramsey said, if you want to get rich, the answer is four-letter word, work. And... Um, so he that tells his land, in, in other words, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna focus on what I have. And that to me, that has really helped me mature past any get rich quick scheme that I that I've you know been tempted to get into because I realize if I take my focus off of something else and put it on this new endeavor, it's not it's just not gonna work. I think it was Michael Hyatt that said what you focus on improves. So if I focus on the responsibility, the relationships that I have, the job that I have, right, hey, rather than complaining about my, my boss, why don't I focus on the relationship with him or her? You know, unless the person is a jerk and I just need to quit. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I've gone to a, a boss one time that was, I think, getting ready to fire me. And I just said, you know what, let's talk because, you know, I can tell this isn't working out. How can I, sir, help you to be successful? Because that's my goal in being here. And when he found out that my focus was on his success, he 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 tossed all kind of privileges my way, not monetarily necessarily, but, you know, he he, it was an I I was in I.T. and I became a a uh, college level trainer uh in in computers and software and man i just thought to myself i want to go everywhere i go and let the boss know my focus is on his success and uh that sure sure worked
1: and boy that that really just hits the nail on the head and and looking at that verse 19 that we were just talking about he that tilleth this land shall have plenty of bread uh but he that followeth after vain persons, she'll have poverty enough. And so you think about that as we're going through there, but he that actually goes out there and works, he that actually goes out there and does things, the one who works, you know, he, he can buy plenty of food, he can, you know, pay for his house, his cars, you name it. Everything can happen there because you're working, you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing. But there's so many that chase after these vain people, these crazy people. I mean, it was just six months ago. Uh, Kevin and I was getting an an email or a online Facebook messenger from one of my Facebook friends, a a gentleman had went to a, a Bible college that we would like, and, and he was selling cryptocurrency. And I mean, over and over again, he'd send me stuff and he would post things right on his page. I made $1,000 selling, uh, you know, crypto today. And I invested a quarter of it, made another $1,000. I, Mm. you know, I've just bought a brand new vet. I I made uh, $100,000 since I've been doing this this year. And he's, you know, only four months into the year or something like that. And over and over again. And at the same time, people were contacting Debbie and I. Debbie does a lot of our investments and has done extremely well. I mean, Debbie's kept us out of trouble our house is paid for, our cars is paid for. Thank God almighty. And over the years, I mean, we paid for our kids to go to college. Thank God. I mean, just everything we prayed about and said we were going to do, uh, we, we just begged God to help us do it. You know, people were buying houses and having all kinds of money, you know, equity built in houses. we weren't those people, you know, we were always in road. So Debbie actually got a job for five or six years and we put all her money in the bank. And, um, and that's what paid our bills. And, uh, you know, we invested as much as we could. But I just had an off feeling about this crypto stuff. It was just wrong. And, and brother, to be honest with you, I could have cranked some money out of my uh, long-term account. It was coming up on maturity. I could have cranked 10 grand out pretty easy and put it in crypto and watch my money go up $1,000 a day or supposedly like this guy, uh, his money was going to go up $1,000 a day. But let me tell you something, brother. You want a lesson from God. Let me give you one. People with cryptocurrency as of yesterday, in most cases, are worth a penny on a dollar if I got it right, at least with FTX. So if you invested a dollar, you're worth a penny right now for that dollar. So you've lost 99% of your investment. But this guy was always chasing these fantasies. was always chasing after, you know, holding meetings. And now he immediately changed his company to, I can teach you how to market to get more customers. I can do this for you. You know, I'm not impressed with the guy anymore. You know, I wasn't impressed with them at the beginning because of the, you know, hey, you got to do it now. You know, you'll be worth 10 more grand this week. You know, these crazy numbers. And then all of a sudden I'm reading these reports saying no one even knows if how much cryptocurrency there is. No, no one can really measure it. It's just kind of built into the computer lines. I mean, nobody really knows. And uh and and so so I, I guess I wanna say this to you, my friends, as we go ahead and scoot over here and do what we gotta do for the radio stations, is hey, listen, you know, we don't need a get rich quick scheme. We need to be the person plowing the field. We need to be the person out there tilling. We need to be the person out there getting the wheat, making the bread. We need to be the person out there that has taken our money, saved it, done the right things. And man, God's going to use it. Hey, we'll be right back with you. Hang with us for a second. We're going to go ahead and let the stations do what they got to do. And we'll be right back. Well, thank you, dear friends. I appreciate you waiting. And again, you just got to hang in there, friends. I guess the uh, the thing that Kevin and I were just saying there is hang in there. Trust God. Do the right thing. God will take care of it. There's no get rich quick thing. You know, there's no gambling. I, I watch the football games, and it seems like every football game now wants you to gamble. So if I'm home on Monday night, I'll watch it. Sunday night after church, I might be in a hotel or somewhere, and I'll turn on the Sunday night game, and you know, it all comes down to, boy, $5, you bet $5, you get a- hundred and uh folks i want to i want you to know that they only have one way to be able to give that people those people that kind of money and uh it's a bunch of people keep on gambling and losing money and it says here in verse 20 it says a faithful man shall abound with blessings but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent and it's like you know i read this brother right and it talks about this these faithful people and i know a lot of them you do too uh Mm. Uh, brother Kevin, these people yep. who've you know these men and women who've done the 401ks, invested smartly, who've you know done the right things, you know did the tithing, gave the missions, trusted God in all those areas, and uh, but that one person who's in a hurry, man, that one person that get rich quick scream, and I think we really covered it a minute ago, and I think we can go ahead and hop into twenty one, and then I'll pass it over to you, and uh, uh, and and you know if we look here at. Twenty-one. it says to have respect of persons is not good for, for a piece of bread that man will transgress a, a man will transgress. So it's, it's, it's not good to show partiality. God is not a respecter of man. And, um, uh, um, but you know, a lot of people will sin just for a piece of bread or that new car or that you name it, brother Kevin, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know, the story of Cinderella is is the the one one girl's trauma from being raised uh, by a stepmother who had partiality. And, you know, she was considered the ugly duckling. But, you know, the story turns around and that's what God does for us. But, you know, um, I think that it can be, uh, you know, again, thinking of PTSD, I spoke to someone actually this week. At length, who um, uh, had she was raised in a situation where a mother um, treated for whatever reason—I don't know the details—we didn't get into all that. But she was just, uh, you know, asking for prayer and explaining what took place. She had a situation where the mother uh, uh, was never satisfied with what the uh, younger sister did, and was only satisfied with what the older sister did. And there's two sides to every story, but this gal grew up in a, it was dysfunctional. It was, it was traumatizing because she, it it had to do with performance-based acceptance. And she, she struggled in vain to please her mother. She would bring home an A and the mother said, oh, but you got to be on this. Uh, She would bring home a trophy for, I'm just going to say soccer, uh, or a trophy for, uh, uh, lacrosse, right. Some, some sport like that, bring home a, a lacrosse trophy. And the mother would say, um, Oh, I don't know. You know, you, you could have done better. You could have had the bigger trophy if you just worked harder, you know, you're lazy bum that, that kind of thing. I mean, Hey, that is traumatic. That's traumatizing. So I'm just thinking of how respective persons, can really mess a person up and make them not feel good enough. And once you, once it's established in your, you know, your psyche that you're not good enough, it's hard not to transfer that, you know, to other relationships. And then uh, also to, uh, to God, because, you know, God is performance-based acceptance. was Jesus performing what we could not perform. And we're accepted in the beloved because of Christ. And if we can just wrap our, you know, wrap that around our mind and around our heart and, and just kind of bask in that. Then all of a sudden we realize fellowship with him is simply based on maintaining a relationship of love and a relationship of trusting him. And if we do fail, I mean, when we do mess up saying, God, I'm sorry, I fell short of this wonderful acceptance that I have and I feel I displeased you. And God's not going to have respective persons and say, well, you didn't live up to this preacher. You didn't live up to this guy. God doesn't look at it that way. It's accepted. It says in 2 Corinthians, according to what we have, not what we have not. So That's right. our, our ability is, you know, what are he looks at our heart, and if our heart— you know, loves him and wants to do what's right. God makes up the difference.
1: And Joseph was a prosperous man, didn't have a dime, was a slave. And look at verse 22, like brother Kevin said a minute ago, we're going to sneak this one in here too. He that hasteth to be rich, hath an evil eye and considereth that poverty shall come upon him. Uh, not that poverty shall come. So consider it not. So, you know, these people have that evil eye. They just think, man, I'm going to be rich. It's like that, that crypto guy, man, I'm going to make a million dollars. And, and I, I gotta tell you, Kevin, I was raised for that as an army recruiter, as a recruiting supervisor. I'm in the U S army recruiting and retention hall of fame, but I never lied to anybody. I never cheated, but they would, they would send me to these Dale Carnegie classes and they would send me to these different classes. And, uh, Uh, And over and over again, I went to different sales classes, we use professional selling skills, all these things. And and we sold sure. something that was intangible. So I get that. It was intangible, I guess would be the way to say it. You know, you didn't hold it in your hand. You would just look at a picture and say, you know, look at Doug. He joined the Army at 17. Look how he turned out. I, but you couldn't really say how somebody was going to do. Well, it's the same way with money. But some people, they just live for money. They live for that next car. I know people, brother, who've made that terrible mistake that will go from one car payment to another. You know, they just can't hold on to a car for 10 or 15 years. They just can't um, hold on to what, you know, they're just going on right on to that next payment. And I've, I've had people laugh at my cars and I'm like, and these same people, you know, their kids are 15 years into paying for student loans and my kids' student loans are paid for. And so the example I'm making that has nothing to do with what I did and everything to do with what God uh, tells us and how we should be. We shouldn't have that evil eye. We should go through the steps. We should have that savings account that Joseph had and save up for those lean years and be in that place where we care for things, have food in the cupboard, have those things. But there are them with that evil eye that gets so hasty. And I guess what I'm telling you, brethren, if you're one of those type of people, or if you're leaning that way, that's, that's sin. And, and, you, and you gotta, you just gotta give that to the Lord and, and God'll help you in that area he helped me so much i found myself in that area a couple times in my life but i'm i'm here to tell you yep. that God can help you in that area Kevin. he can he can take a life brother and completely change you from that evil eye or that money hungry i want to be the best person you know everything's off i I grew up with people that you know left marriages so that they could get the next promotion and and uh, you know were' involved in all these illicit crazy things so that they could do well and work and you know put a nicer picture on social media i guess i i mean you've seen this right brother
2: yeah yeah you know in this day of social media and 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 infra- this is the information age right and the, there are people you can't you can hardly get on facebook without seeing a little video of uh, you know it's an advertisement of someone saying i made ten thousand dollars in one week you know and uh you read a forum about how to fix your microwave And someone will chime in and say, I made $5,000. And it's like, what's that have to do with microwaves? But, you know, there's always going to be people who respond to the idea of, I made a bunch of money. And, you know, I have a friend that really unfortunately, um, you know, kind of had that tendency. And, um, you know, you meet someone, let's just say I'm uh, interested in making a bunch of money on uh, sales. And so a network marketing a person says, Hey, I made a bunch of money. Well, what, what we need to remember is by the time you're finding and you're hearing stories about, I made a bunch of money, it's probably past that curve because it's the early on and I'm not against network marketing, but it's, it's the early on, especially that, um, that, that really make the big bucks in that. Or uh, another example, um, I'll tell on myself here, a friend of mine said, uh, man, I made a bunch of money to, uh, by, um, getting uh, some drain clearing equipment, you know, the snake, the, the Roto-Rooter type of thing. Sure. He said, I, had, he, I, I had one of those Roto-Rooter things. man, I made $300 a day. No problem at all. He said, I could, if I had, if I had time, I could make a, you know, a couple, you know, $5,000 a week. And I I heard that and it was a very you know good source not a vain source, and you know what I did I just uh, landed it, it to start a church at Fort Bragg, and so I went out and, you know got some Facebook Marketplace drain opening drain cleaning equipment. You know how much money I made off of that.
1: Did you zero. make enough to pay it? Yeah. Oh, you never made any. <laughs>
2: I did it. No, I spent. I'm a good. I'm a good purchaser. So I only spent about three hundred dollars, but I made zero, and I sold it for probably two hundred dollars. But uh, I, had, I had good equipment. I did it right. But what I found out later is, oh yeah, the guy that that made all that money, he lived in Chicago, in the city, so yeah. he was running up and down skyscrapers doing that all day long. I'm living in you know, the little town of Rayford, North Carolina at the time. And uh, there just wasn't a customer base. So, you know, I, I know another guy that as soon as he heard about fracking, you know, he moved up to not North Dakota. He didn't stay long because it was the early on guys that went up there and made tons of money. But yeah. by the time that got saturated in the marketplace, you know, he came home discouraged and looked for another Similar story, and that's what I'm just saying is, we have to, we'll traumatize ourselves if we don't mistrust or don't distrust the, the stories that we hear that that we can be just like them because yeah, we can't. That's right. We're at a different that's right. time.
1: That's right. Hey folks, listen I hate to run, but we're right up against the time again. If we could do anything to help you, make sure you grab a hold of me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We love you folks. We need your prayer. Pray for us right now about this land. we got a couple things going on. It looks like things are happening in a good way. We sure do love you. We'll hope to talk with you all soon. Listen to every word Brother Eric's going to tell you about knowing for sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And hey, with that smile and
0: for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, And with the mouth, confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry,